Today's episode is going to be a little different. We thought it would be good for our listeners to know a little bit about the hosts. And so this week, I'll have a go. But before we start, a quick shout out to our fastest growing group of listeners, Japan. Our listeners from that beautiful island nation now represent 20% of our unique downloads via iTunes and the Tech Matters FM website. Thank you for your loyalty and your support. As our audience continues to grow internationally, listeners, please send us feedback via the Ask form on the website. That way we know what you've liked specifically and what questions you may have for us or would like us to answer in the future. Okay, so to the questions. As an ode to Marcel Proust, I've got a number of tech and business-related questions here. I've gone ahead and had the computer randomize them, and we're just going to work down through the list and see how this goes. Question number one, what is your greatest tech strength? My greatest tech strength is being able to step into a customer's shoes and understand their problem. Until I understand their problem, I can't offer a solution. And that also means I don't add value to the relationship. Question two, what is your greatest tech weakness? It's very similar. I have trouble stepping out of the customer's shoes. Once I get into the shoes of the customer and I start thinking like how they are thinking about a product or a flow or a project, it is difficult for me to step back out because I just get so embedded and entrenched in that role. That's why I tend to find people knowing my weakness who will drag me kicking and streaming back out and into the role that I'm supposed to be as a developer iOS or Android? I carry an Android phone, a Google Pixel these days. And the reason I carry a updated phone is not so that I can sit and say, you know, I've got cred because I've got a new phone. Um, I carry a new phone so that I can have the latest version of Android. Then I, one that's probably more stable than most of the other ones in the market. And while iOS is very polished and great for folks who aren't real bright, I say that in jest, mind you, um, iOS and the overlords at Apple have a tendency to be controlling when it comes to the device. I wanted, needed, demanded a bit more control over my expensive pocket computers. And so I choose to carry an Android phone. Who is your biggest tech hero? This is very easy to answer. For me, it's Bill Gates. Uh, Mr. Gates sponsored my first Microsoft developer kit, and what I learned through that, I leveraged to move to desktop application language education in the 90s, and then moved into mobile and server development in recent years. And so while others may see him as a hero because of his philanthropy or the fact that he started Microsoft, um, my I see him from a very personal point of view as someone who had a direct influence on where I am in tech today. The antithesis of that question, who is your biggest tech villain? Uh, for me, it is not a particular person. And while most people would say it's the head of Oracle, that's not me. Uh, I see a category, and the, the, in that category are patent trolls. In the last 20 plus years, I've seen some great technology stalled by patent lawsuits. The good news is that in recent months, the courts, including up to the Supreme Court, have seen 
what's gone on in software and patent uh, lawsuits, and they have begun to constrain the venues or access to the venues that patent trolls historically have worked through, limiting to them to where they can file suits against companies uh, instead of shopping venues around. And we're starting to see repercussions against patent trolls when they lose. Uh, we're finding that they're losing money when they lose. Uh, there are judgments placed against them. And I think that is a very good thing. There is a serious problem with our current copyright and patent system. Uh, the folks at the patent office are overworked. I don't know whether they're underpaid, but I know they're overworked because of the frivolous applications and they just don't have time to go through things. And they tend to say, let the courts decide. And the courts seem to be deciding and they're seeming to be deciding in favor of business and not the patent trolls. All right. Next question. Uh, what is your biggest tech pet peeve? Another day, another duplicated framework. I guess I would say this like, I forked this because I didn't like the original author's beard. We really do have frameworks popping up in JavaScript for Android, uh, for Swift, for Objective-C, where somebody just didn't like somebody else and decided to fork it. One of the problems with that is you have different changes all over the place and you're not getting the best from collaboration. So my biggest pet peeve is forking things when they don't really need to be forked. Um, what is your biggest tech triumph? My biggest tech triumph was selling my previous company before the market collapsed. Uh, that was more dumb luck than anything else. What is your biggest tech failure? All right. Along those same lines, I had an opportunity to buy a small ISP in Alabama back in the 90s. I passed because I was so risk-averse that I wouldn't take a second mortgage to cover the gap between the capital that I had already raised and the purchase price. And the reason this is a failure on my part, and not so much tech, but more like business, was that that particular ISP was acquired by a current giant uh, national carrier for an ungodly amount of money, and I could probably be sitting on a beach in Tahiti instead of sitting here talking to you guys. Failure. If we don't admit our failures, uh, other folks may not learn from them. All right. Uh, let's see. Next question. AI, friend or foe? For me, it's too early to tell. The AI of our science fiction doesn't exist yet. What we have are very young intelligences, if, as Keith McGregor from Georgia Tech would say, if we even have those, but they're too young. It's kind of like asking um, two-year-old toddler, friend or foe, it's too early. Uh, I'm both a nature and a nurture type, and the base nature of an AI needs to be clean and pure, if that's even possible when designed by flawed human beings. And the nurture stage needs to be similarly clean, uh, as we've seen from chatbots that interfaced with Twitter suddenly appearing to be um, or growing to be racist in nature. Uh, I think it's much too early to tell whether AI is our friend or our foe. Who is your favorite tech vendor? I'm going to give you both sides. In hardware, it's Apple. 
their devices just work great out of the box. And the few times that their devices haven't worked for me the way I expected, Apple has bent over backwards for me over the years to make it right. In software, Amazon. We use AWS in so many aspects of our multiple businesses that they we interact with them on a regular basis. I've received phone calls from Amazon engineers in response to a question or a comment I posted on their forums asking, how would you like this implemented? That's service. And that's why they make the top of my software vendor list. What is my favorite social media platform? Twitter. The character limit keeps folks from just prattling on. And despite the hate Twitter gets from some users, it is fairly easy to block haters or limit the noise. Uh, For example, during the last U.S. presidential election, I had two groups I ended up sorting many of my tech friends and contacts into, conservative, conservative jerks, and liberal jerks. Um, And then I just muted them. That cut down on a lot of crap that went through. Um, I'm probably ought to go back and revisit the list and turn some of you back on. What's your favorite development language? JavaScript or ECMAScript for the folks that broomsticks up their backsides. Um, It's a language that has matured a great deal over the years. And we use it for... Node.js server development, we use it for scripting on the desktops, we use it for mobile development in some areas, we use it in web development, it's just everywhere. Uh, Although, for me, Swift is coming along quickly as a candidate for my favorite language of the future. Uh, So if you were to ask that question six months from now, I may have switched to Swift as being my favorite, although JavaScript will always be my love. Um, what is your most, (laughs) what is your most hated development language? Uh, any white spaced language. I absolutely can't stand them. What's your favorite app? Pocket Cast. I listen to about two dozen podcasts during the week when I'm driving the kids to school, when I'm out running, when I'm on the treadmill, uh, if I'm mowing the grass, if I'm out and about, and I've got my earbuds in, don't pester me because I'm learning something. Um, I actually paid for the Android version, and I paid for web player access. They have a cool feature, and a lot of the other ones do too. I just really like the way they interface with the web. Um, That allows me to speed up what I'm listening to and cut blank noise in the middle, and that increases my listening speed somewhere between 30 to 35%, uh, which means that for every minute that I actually have my earbuds in and I'm listening. I've listened to about a minute three of uh, uh, audio. And that is great for productivity. Really like it. And it, it does a great job of managing my downloads. So I download stuff in advance so it's ready for me. I don't have to waste um, cell service when I'm out and about. And they've done a good job. It has a nice interface too. Uh, let's see. What is the first digital action I take every morning? (laughs) All right. So it depends on the morning. Uh, many mornings I wake up. First thing I do is put the blood pressure cuff on and I check to see what my blood pressure is when you get out of bed for folks over 40. 
this is the time where you're going to have a heart attack, and so it's probably good to get those numbers. More guys have heart attacks early in the morning when they first crawl out of bed because they haven't done anything. Um, so if I'm not doing that, the first thing I do is I ask um, the Alexa Big Sky skill what the weather is going to be for the day. This is a great little skill. Uh, has a beautiful display on the new Echo Show. And they have a ton of information. They're very precise. And so when, normally when you ask Alexa what the weather is going to be tomorrow, she just says, hey, here's the high, here's the low, it might rain. Uh, with Big Sky, you can ask questions like, is it going to rain tomorrow at 2 o'clock? And then they look at uh, a very detailed uh, view of what tomorrow's weather looks like. It's, it's great if you're planning your day early. So it gives me an idea what to expect. Uh, next question. Do you want a self-driving car? Absolutely. Despite the naysayers who believe that the self-driving cars will end mankind as we know it, I see you, Frenchie, and I know what you're thinking. I believe that the autonomous self-driving car is of the future, and I think it is a great thing. Um, as I've gotten older, I realized that I don't respond to emergency situations behind the wheel as quickly as I used to when I was younger. I also don't see as well at night from the glare, and I don't see all of the idiots around me when I'm driving. And I believe that computer sensors have the potential to be much better, and I believe that they will make driving much safer. That's for me personally. I have a son who has uh, epilepsy, and he will most likely never get a clean bill of health that would allow him to drive. And I am not prepared to put him in an Uber or into a Lyft and let them transport him around. And so the possibility of a self-driving car that he can say, take me to Kroger, when he can get in and it will take him to Kroger and then pick him up when he's ready to go. To me, that is huge value. And if we're talking about a future utopian society, I see self-driving cars as part of that and a benefit. All right, next question. What is the best digital experience you've ever had? Hands down, top golf. I'm not much of a golfer. Uh, I really hate chasing the little white ball hundreds of yards. I do love going to the driving range and just hitting the ball over and over again. So the guys at Top Golf, they put little sensors inside the golf balls. And you get a ball and it's digitally connected to your account and you strike the ball and you send it sailing and you get points for where it lands, how close to the hole, where in the big target it went. If it went, depending on the game that you're playing, and they've got like 16 different games that you play on a single driving um, uh, range game board, if you will. And they have different ways of playing with partners or without partners, head to head, long ball, close pin, uh, where you've got to get it in the red flag instead of the blue flag. But it is, it seriously, it is great fun. And I enjoy going, my kids can go and play and we can compete and handicap and it, it works out just fine. Um, what is the most overhyped idea, concept, or development in tech right now? Cryptocurrency. <laughs> Connect your self-driving car via AI to the blockchain and pay for it with BitCash, which split from Bitcoin, so you magically have two times as much U.S. dollar value as you if you sell it. Okay, 
with that, I need to kind of reference ICOs or initial coin offerings. Uh, these in cryptocurrencies have future potential, as does the blockchain for signing things. But the hype right now is dangerous to the financial futures of those who don't get in early. So it's very much looks like Ponzi and those that don't understand how it works. And I really believe that there is so much hype right now that it has serious financial dangers associated with it because there's no regulation. What new innovation would you most like to see? Cell service that works every time I need it. Doesn't matter the carrier, whether it's Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, or any of the others. If I push the button on the phone, I expect the call to go through. I don't want it to disconnect, and I expect it to sound good every time. We are in the, we ought to have service that works like this. It shouldn't be a problem. And until that's solved, um, I find that most data apps have the potential to have transmit problems, which means when you're talking about health monitoring things, we have a serious problem. Net neutrality, pro or con? All right. That's a, it's a good question, but this is a complex problem. If the existing regulators had been paying attention and acting in the interests of consumers, we most likely wouldn't need to even have this conversation or discussion. Regulators and courts that believe a single supplier of service within an area represents competition are fools or worse, co-conspirators in uh, damaging consumers. Uh, But because the executive branch has failed in its duties, the legislative branch needs to step in and write updated laws that reflect current technology. The FCC can't keep going back 20 to 30 years to laws or referencing laws that were written for POTS lines. It's just ludicrous. We need to have modern laws for modern technology. Next question. Uh, My idea of misery. Being run into in a public place by fools who can't lift their faces up from their cell phones. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being run into. I'm tired of you jumping off the sidewalk in front of me when I'm driving. Get your face out of your phone. That's misery. Uh, Qualities that I most desire in a tweet. I expect to either learn something from your tweet of value or to laugh. Those are the two things I'm looking for. And if I don't get them, I'm going to unfollow you. What's the biggest problem tech is failing to solve? Relationships. For all the connections taking place, Tech interferes with human-to-human relationships. This applies not just to spouses and partners or parents and their children or between friends, but it's even occurring between nations. Um, Tech allows a national leader to snipe at another national leader publicly. They used to just pick up the red phone and kind of work it out. Um, So I see that tech does not solve that very well. Most impactful book for me, Tribes by Seth Godin. Uh, Actually, anything by Seth Godin falls into this category or makes this list for me. Uh, Seth has a way of slapping you in the face with reality, but Tribes made me look at people groups differently. (laughs) Waterfall or Agile? I think we've hashed that one out a good bit. An often asked question, but I'm going to take some liberties with this one. Uh, I, I firmly believe that the disciplined planning that Waterfall offers 
and the quick testing and iterative flows of Agile when brought together uh, allows us to have the best of both. And so my answer would have to be a hybrid of the two, a, a hybrid of waterfall and Agile methodologies. Uh, Git or SVN. Uh, Git definitely, if you're using SVN, McDonald's U is hiring. Um, last question. What was the first basic language you learned? Um, actually it was basic was my first basic programming language. I learned that's a weird question. Um, I learned it for Commodore 64 and for an IBM PCXT and have moved a long way from there. Uh, many languages since I want to thank you for spending some time get to know who I am a little bit, getting some questions answered. Um, I appreciate those that sent some in. Go ahead and use the red Ask button in the top corner of the Tech Matters FM. And, uh, hey, ask Patrick some really tough questions. Let's see if we can trip him up on a couple when it's his turn. Thank you, and I appreciate your time. Have a good day.